Hi, this is Terry Dismore, and you're listening to the Quiz the Diz podcast. Terry brings years of experience in consulting, management, leadership, and life. In this podcast, Terry answers questions about these topics, bringing wisdom from a kingdom perspective. Our website is quizthediz.com. Now here's the Diz. Well, it's a great day and a great day to be talking to you. Welcome to the Quiz That Is program, and today we're going to celebrate just a little bit. I'm recording this on the 25th of June, 2023, and it's the 22nd anniversary of a very important event in my life and the life of my wife, and I want to share it with you because it may encourage you a bit. So let me go back many years before that. My wife and I have been married for 38 years now. And um, the week that we got married, we got married on Saturday, the 20th of July, 1985. And the next Tuesday, my wife got sick and she was very sick for 16 years. It wasn't consistent. It had lasted all of those 16 years. And it was just Uh, sometimes she felt pretty good, but most of the time she didn't. And anybody that knew us from Southern Indiana and anybody that knew us from Ohio knew that at any moment she might be sick again. And we knew it wasn't right, and we're believers, but we didn't know what to do about it. So we had really, really struggled with things up until that point. And um, uh, 22 years ago today, she was healed. Now, there's more to it than that, and I want to tell you the story of what happened and how we got to that point. You see, we were taught that God is able to heal anyone, but the Bible says God already has healed you. By his stripes, we have been healed, says that in James. Well, I mean, that's true, and we know it's true, but a lot of people say, well, it's true for some people. No, it's either true or it's not. See, that's a problem we get into in today's world as we get into things that, well, it may be true for you, but it's not for me. No, true is true. So when God says, by your stripes, by his stripes, we have been healed, it means, in my mind, by his stripes, we have been healed. And the Bible also talks about the fact that he has come to heal all of our diseases. Now, that doesn't mean that he's come to heal some. That means he's come to heal all of them. There's another passage in Matthew when Jesus is talking about the uh, the Lord's Prayer, what we call the Lord's Prayer. One of the things he prays in it is on earth as it is in heaven. Well, we can all agree that in heaven nobody's sick, right? Well, why are they sick here on earth? I can't answer that for everyone because I don't know your level of faith. I don't know what you believe. I don't know any of that thing. But I can tell you what happened for Nay and me. So we'd been, as I described, she'd been sick for a long, long time. It started on our honeymoon, woke up on Tuesday morning, and she was laying there awake, and she said, I don't feel good. So I called the doc. We'd seen the doctor a couple of weeks before. She didn't feel great, but we thought, and he thought, that it was just bridal nerves. You know, like, we're getting ready to get married. It's going to be a mess. You know how things like that go. And so he chalked it up to that. But he gave us some medicine, and he said, if you need it, we'll tell you when to take it. So uh, that morning I called him and I said, something's going on. He said, well, give her this medicine and you better bring her to the hospital. Well, we were in Gatlinburg, Tennessee on our honeymoon. And I should have known something was up on Monday. I was the one doing all the, you know, riding rides and going up here and walking here and hiking. And she just didn't feel right. But I didn't know. I, I didn't know her well enough then. That was 38 years ago and we'd been married one or two days. Okay. So just learning things. And so um, anyway, 
I gave her some medicine and she got in the, we got in the car, got packed up and started back home. And she woke up one time. I remember we had to make a pit stop in Corbin, Kentucky on our way home. And from there to Louisville, she didn't wake back up again. As a matter of fact, the next thing she remembers was waking up in the hospital the next day and her brother was at the foot of her bed and she didn't know where she was. Didn't even remember coming into the hospital. And so it was pretty bad. She had her kidney removed, her left kidney removed on that Friday. So that Wednesday, they did exploratory surgery. That Thursday, we signed wills. And that Friday, she had her kidney removed. As a matter of fact, they thought they might have to remove the other kidney. And they didn't. As a matter of fact, a lot of people live on one kidney. Did you know that? That a lot of us walking around don't even know that we just have one kidney. But anyway, she had that done. And over the years, things just got worse. Her body had a a disease called anti-cardiolipin antibody syndrome. Now today we know more about it, but that was almost 40 years ago and they just didn't know much about it. We wound up going to the Mayo Clinic uh, by some friends of ours that gave us the money to go there and set it up for us and all that. A doctor and his wife, Dr. Brad Black and his wife, Tammy down in Louisville set all that up for us and helped us to get there. And while we were there, that's when they diagnosed her and they said, okay, these are the things you're going to have to do. Well, one of the things was we're not going to be able to have children. And one of the reasons was that her, anything with this disease, anything inside her body that touched anything else inside her body might attack it. Uh, it is kind of a connective tissue disease. It's like lupus, but it's not lupus. I don't even know how to explain it, but it was a mess and we didn't know what to do. And so during this whole time, we're serving, we teaching, we're teaching senior high Sunday school. We're working with youth groups. We're just having a ball, but there were a lot of times we just didn't feel well. We didn't know how to explain it to people. You know, we have the faith. We know that God is able to heal. Well, see, that's where our minds were wrong. Our minds were wrong here. And it's, again, it doesn't say that God can heal you. It says, by his stripes, you have been healed. And so when it says, by his stripes, you have been healed, you have to come into agreement with that. Now, that doesn't mean that Jesus himself couldn't walk up and touch somebody or somebody with the gift of healing couldn't come up and touch somebody and lay lay hands on them and, and heal them right there. But Uh, It does mean that we didn't understand that. We didn't believe that. And again, it's not about how much, how strong our faith is. It's, is our spirit in agreement with God's spirit? And so where it says, I think I said James earlier, it's 1 Peter 2.24 that says, He himself bore my sins in his body on the tree so that I might die to sins and live for righteousness by his wounds. I have been healed. That's a promise. As a matter of fact, a friend of mine called me the other day and we were talking about, he's sick, and we're talking about his healing. And he said, well, I believe healing is a gift from God. And I said, I'm going to disagree with you there. I believe God has already said it's a right of ours as a child of the kingdom. It's not just a gift. There is a gift of healing that you can get lay on an individual that can go around, like I mentioned a minute ago, and heal people. But this is different. This is what do you believe? What do you take into your heart? What is strong in your mind? And I know I don't talk about stuff like this, or I haven't in the past, and I'm going to start talking about more things like this, how our current lives need to be answered by the kingdom of God, not just our work lives, not just business lives, but our current lives. So one thing led to another, and my wife and I moved to central Ohio, and I started working at WCVO, which is now called The River, a radio station here in Columbus, and she was sick. 
And I had a volunteer that would come in, Sue Schroeder, and I love Sue, great lady. And she came in, she always challenged me. Now, there were a lot of people at that radio station that challenged me, but she challenged me in a good way. It was, she believed in what we were doing and she believed God. She just believed God. Well, that was a thing I used to say about my wife, Nay, she just believes God. And there are times that I know in my life I've had trouble saying that, and I've had trouble agreeing with that, which is sad, but it is true. I don't. That's not how I am anymore, but that's how I was then. Anyway, Sue said, uh, I've made you an appointment at a chiropractor. I'm like, well, you can cancel it. We're not going to a chiropractor. Don't believe in it. And she said, well, I'm not canceling it. And she just got real quiet. And I said, well, all right, who is it and what do we do? And she explained to me why she'd made that appointment. I trusted her, and so she made the appointment. Nay, at that point, was walking with a cane. She couldn't get around very well. And so we went to the chiropractor that day, and she walked out not using the cane. She was feeling better. She was feeling stronger. And I do believe that God uses chiropractic. I think he uses allopaths. I think he uses all kinds of doctors and medical things to heal us. But I also think that he can come and miraculously heal us. And see, I don't think miracles are supposed to be miracles. They're supposed to be everyday occurrences in our life. Are you believing for that? Are you believing that God can do anything he says any day that he wants? Now, he can, but are you allowing him to in your life? Or are you holding him back and saying, no, I don't, I don't want you to do that? I did that for a long time. So we started going to the chiropractor, but the overall thing that Nay was going through was not good, and she wasn't improving. She would be okay for a few days, and then it would be back to the same. And and she would go from being fine, and we'd be outside working in the yard, and the next day she couldn't move. Uh, The next day she would be deathly ill. We'd be in the hospital and so on. So by this time, uh, we set the appointment with the chiropractor. We'd seen him and a couple of years go by. I'm no longer at the radio station. Now I'm at a television station here in town. And the boss there, he's like, we need to go in town. Nay was in the hospital. We need to go in and we need to pray for her. And so we go in town and, and he's in the room with her and we're worshiping and praying. There's tears But in the middle of his prayer for her, he said this, the sins of the father have come home to the daughter. We're like, holy moly, what's that mean? I didn't, Nay didn't hear it. She didn't remember it to this day, but I remember hearing it very well. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. So Nay and I started having these great conversations about our life and what we were going through, what we were going to do. We were kind of at the end of our rope and things weren't going to work out and all that kind of stuff. And I had other great friends that were encouraging me by this time. I had a, a friend at the time, and he's since passed on, but uh, Rich Fout, that he and I would talk, and I would pound on the steering wheel going home and scream at God because I was mad because why isn't God doing this? And I didn't understand that part of it was my responsibility. So when my friend from the radio sta- from the TV station, my boss from the TV station had left, and Nay was out of the hospital a couple of days later. She and I were having great conversations, and I said, Baby, Richard said something the other day, and I don't understand what it means, but let me ask you this question. When your dad, her dad was a binge drunk. He would be drunk for a while, and then he'd be sober for a while. And it seemed like every time that his wife got pregnant that he would get sober. Well, she had 16 kids, so he was sober off and on throughout his life. And she said, well, the first thing he would do when he got sober was that he would start to bake. 
And if I could have dropped the jaw off my face onto the floor at that moment, I would have because it was something that Nay did when she would get well. As soon as she would get well and feel better, she would bake and cook for people. And that's her heart, and I understand that. And I said, that, that rang a bell in me about something that Sue Schroeder again had said to me several years earlier, and that was, God will show you things in patterns. So I'm like, okay, Lord, what's the pattern here? What does it mean that Nay gets well and she wants to bake? And it's like, uh, it's almost as if Nay was uh, dependent. And I mentioned that to her one night. I said, I think we have to talk about addiction, but I don't think you're addicted to medicines. Because she'd go off medicine, didn't bother her. She didn't go home with pain pills a lot of times. She would be addicted to relief. And when I said that to her, it struck her very hard. She was like, I think you're right. And from that point forward, we and we didn't really realize it, but what God was doing was organizing and transforming us by the renewing of our minds toward his mind in the situation. See, God's mind in the situation isn't, well, Nay's sick and she's going to stay that way. His mind in the situation is, well, Nay is my daughter and I don't want her sick, but she has to come into alignment. Her heart, her mind, her emotions, everything have to come into alignment with what I have to say about the situation. It's not that, you know, if this is God speaking, it's not that I can heal her, it's that I already have. She has to come into agreement with it. As believers, we have that responsibility. And we have a young lady at our church that had a 13-pound tumor disappear overnight by doing almost exactly the same thing, getting her mind around the fact that God had already healed her. And so on that particular weekend, she came in one Saturday morning, my wife did, and she said, I want to throw out all my meds. And I had just bought them. There was over $100 worth of medicine there. And I said, well, can I help you? And she said, you can help me carry them to the bathroom, but I have to flush them. And so she did. And I watched those go down the drain, and I didn't know what it meant at the moment, but it meant that Nay was now, instead of submitting to relief from medicine, she was submitting to relief from the Lord. Now, nothing changed that day, nothing changed the next day, but Monday morning, the 25th of June, 2001, I was at the television station working, and she called me, or I called her. I always called her to check on her. I'd leave her set up in bed. Things had gotten pretty bad again. She was having a home health nurse come that day to show show her how to uh, operate, use a walker around the house. I mean, it was bad. And I called the house, and she's out of breath. And I'm like, oh, baby, what's the matter? And she goes, oh, Terry, I'm healed. And I'm like, I believe with you, sweetheart. She said, no, no, sweetie, I'm healed. And I'm like, I'm believing with you. It hadn't gotten through my thick skull what was going on at that point. And she finally said, sweetheart, I'm out of breath because I've been running up and down the stairs for the last 20 minutes. Well, our, our lives changed that day. Our lives totally changed that day. And the lives of some folks around us changed that day, too. I'll share that with you in our next podcast. But that is what changed for us on that day in June of 2001. And on the day I'm recording this, it's 22 years later. So we've lived longer without the disease than we lived with it. And it's such a glorious thing.
If you ever need to talk to somebody or you need prayer or anything like that, you can reach out to me. Our website is quizthatis.com. You can reach us at terry at quizthatis.com. And I would love it if you'd subscribe to our podcast. Be sure to rate it on your favorite podcast app. And remember this, God has a plan for you, and we're here to help you find it. The Quiz That Is podcast is produced by Prosper Leadership. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe and let your friends know about Quiz That Is.